Welcome to We've We've Gotta Gotta Have It, It, the show where two womanist race nerds review the fuck out of the TV series She's Gotta Have It. My name is Queen. My name is Jay. Every week we'll be reviewing two episodes of She's Gotta Have It. What the fuck was that? My name. All right. It's Queen. Okay. All right. That that caught me off guard. Um, we're reviewing two episodes of She Gotta Have It every fucking week. Please be prepared for spoilers of the episodes we're discussing. We're gonna spoil the fuck out of these episodes and recap them as we review them. The title says <laughs> What's it say? We gotta have it. Then the description says What's it say? The two episodes we're describing. Uh-huh. People don't read that shit. No, I'm just saying. Uh-huh. You're here. Oh, true. Yeah, we're going to spoil that shit. <laughs> what we will not do is spoil any later episodes of the series. Yes. So, so far, we have reviewed episodes one and two. Today, we, we will review- three yes. and four. Episodes three and four we are reviewing. We will not spoil any episodes after that. So, if you are someone- who did not get to binge the series, then never fear. You can fucking watch it along with us and you have time to fucking catch Catch up. up. So we're reviewing episode three, which is hashtag LBD, also known as Little Little Black Black Dress. Dress. And episode four, which is hashtag love is love, also known as sexuality is fluid. Um... Speaking of fluidity, really not. I just was looking for a bridge or a way to you can fucking just... do that. But anyway, thanks to everybody <laughs> who listened to the first episode of We've Gotta Have It, our yes. fucking special review series of She's Gotta Have It. So fucking exciting. We got a lot of good feedback. Sure a lot did. of people had a lot to say about the series and those two episodes. And we enjoy hearing what you have to say. Um, I would say my favorite tweet of the week was... From Thotamus Prime at Sid Vicious underscore 13. And they say, hashtag, she's got to have it was hot shit on a plate served by a hotep nigga. <laughs> <laughs> T with Queen and Jay are much nicer than me, but still give a great, honest review of the show. <laughs> um, thank you at Sid Vicious underscore 13. I enjoyed that. Um we do our best yes and i got a tweet um i actually it's a little exchange but um dizzy lizzy gal um tweeted nola is a hope tap and then she did tweet something that would spoil you so i'm not going to read the rest of her tweet so i replied and was like she's so tap and annoying and then she was like then dizzy lizzy gal replies very it reminded me of your podcast of your podcast there's only one way to be a black woman and that's to be lauren hill Mm. Nola is a doo-wop that thing in human human form. That is funny. (laughs) Nola is a doo-wop that thing. That yeah, she's like yeah, yeah. This is she's a whole type ass. There were there were I did see some people on Facebook talking about how they enjoyed their show, and um, I actually saw two. One's comment said, "I enjoyed it." (laughs) 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 Without much other dialogue, and another said, "I liked it." Um, so if you guys are listening, if any of you, um, enjoyed it more than we did, please let us know and we will read what you have to say about it. We're all up for, um, the fucking contrary opinions to this shit, yo. We're enjoying watching it and talking about it. So let us know if you fucking like it. And maybe you you have a gaze we don't. Right. And you can enlighten us Mm -hmm. also. So Mm -hmm. totally do that. That's right. Let us know what you think. Are you ready to get into this fucking shit? Yes, I am ready. Let's fucking do it 
All right. So we are into episode three again. Hashtag LBD, Little Black Dress. dress. So we ended the last episode. We saw Mars was looking at something and he was like, oh, hell no. So we see them on their bikes. Mars takes Nola to see whatever he was shocked by in that previous episode. And we see it is her street art has Has been been defaced. Yep, it's been tagged and defaced with words like cunt, slut, and of course the infamous NYC uh, drawn penises everywhere by a tagger named Onyx. Onyx. Um, before we get there, I do want to say that I've been looking at the, um, pictures that they show of just people around Brooklyn in the, like, initial opening credits, Mm -hmm. and I'm enjoying seeing, like, people that I recognize in Mm -hmm. that shit. So that has been, that has been, like, a nice, like, New York, like, warm feeling type of thing. All right, back to the shits. What did you think about this? Did you have any feelings about this? I just hate when she does, I guess, hood girl or, like... Um, when she was when she her anger when she responds to what happened, mm-hmm. she can be angry in any kind of way. But for some reason, her that's when these these hood girls or ghetto girls or whatever that vernacular has to come out or mm-hmm. it's written for her, and it's always comes out horribly. Yeah, it's it, always it takes me out of the story. Yeah, take like it's 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 always horrible. Yeah, for me. Yeah, because you can be a black girl in New York City and not have that same. Um, hood speak yeah and you can be a black girl and have both yeah you know what i'm saying yes. like and and, and cold switch yeah. or fluidly do mm-hmm. both but they could i'm saying i'm saying that because they could have the director could have said you don't have to do that right but you i could think be angry and yeah, like yeah, yeah. you don't have to like right, do the hood true. speak and be from, you, know, you could be from fort green and not really do the hood speak That's it is true. fine and still be a new yorker mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. But no, they were like, do that. I feel yeah. like they needed her to do that in those moments. And I just feel like if they needed her to do it, I don't know. They should have done whatever it took to either get this, get her to do, be able to do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe more time. Maybe more study with whoever does yeah. this shit. Or maybe somebody else. I think that <laughs> yes. I think that uh, Dewanda is an amazing actor. But that did take me out of the story as yeah, a New like Yorker. That. And maybe just as a black girl from anywhere. Exactly. I don't know, in the country. It just, it just felt inauthentic and again you can act she doesn't have to be a brooklyn girl like you can act like well, that brooklyn you can girls do that who probably don't have that right vernacular. but i right you like, said that that should be I'm, a part of their casting if that's what the right, character right. needs to have exactly. as being this brooklyn girl that you wrote in this story mm-hmm. that should have been in your casting yeah for you to, let me hear you do your this yeah it didn't feel i didn't I didn't. Mm-mm. Nope. That always turns me off. Right. So that, yeah, that kind of took me out of the story. And then, so she sees that her art has been defaced. Um, again, it's street art and I am not a street artist. Right. But I have tagged up for fun. Again, not an artist. Very different. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in New York City, when you tag your shit on the street, isn't it like quite possible that somebody is going to deface your street yeah. art? Yeah. Isn't and, that like a common Yeah, but they thing? still get mad. Yeah, you still get mad, but I, f- I felt like the way that she reacted, like somebody, see, she acted is... like it was in a gallery and some somebody right, screwed with a crayon. Right, right, that that was weird to me. Yeah. To me, you see that shit, you get pissed off by it, but it was just like her response is like, "Have you been to New York? Like this is she hasn't exactly. <laughs> this is a, first time the character was was in, in New York was when the actor. Uh, visited New York uh, to do this thing. It was I want to say this only because it's central to the theme of the whole episode, Little mm-hmm. Black Dress. I hate her clothes. 
Okay. I really hate her All clothes. All right. We're hearing that again. I have I a theory. I always hate her clothes. I, ha- I have a theory about these clothes. I'm going to get to it, though. I hate her clothes. I have a whole theory okay, about the clothes. So I she, hate her clothes. That's okay. What got it. <laughs> so she sees this. She feels sick. Um. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Right. So we know it's a tag on it. She, then she gets into this monologue oh, gosh. about growing breasts and how the world changed because of them. Because of her breasts. Right. And I know that that is a thing that happens to women and girls. Like your body changes, the world changes for you, and often it's not for the better. It becomes like a fucking nightmare yes. or whatever. Do you have something for this? Um, It was just weird to me how that connected to the... I, not that it was weird that it connected to the face of the art because it was her breast was formed but then she talked she talked further about that classmate whose words harassing her what harassed her and how mm-hmm. deep they would cut her mm-hmm. and I'm assuming that, that she was saying that's how deep that cut was for her with that defacing of her art well I think because the words used were cunt slut and like that type of language and then the penises Okay, okay. Um, I yeah. get it. I, I think was it was just, I, think, I think it was to connect to that. Well, I think I got thrown off because of her horrible um Brooklyn speak. And then it was maybe right. after that it was just like what are you girl what you doing i don't know but yeah. it was just like why are we doing it do you have anything to say about my life? um i okay so i do not everyone's experience with like puberty and like growing breasts is like their own mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't have huge breasts my only experience she doesn't even have huge this breasts. is where i'm kind of going with that right <laughs> so i have breasts now but i didn't throughout and even then i was mm-hmm. growing these same breasts yeah. it wasn't a thing for me the only issue i had with breasts was some girl and it wasn't an issue it bothered me or whatever but as i was coming into puberty some girl the girl who was gossiping in the bully or whatever i i didn't wear i had a like a white t-shirt on and i didn't have a training bra on mm-hmm. and i don't know how it came up but probably because she was a bitch and a bully she was like yeah and the other day you had your t-shirt on and you didn't have no training bra and it was disgusting and so that was like my first like oh shit my body is different like this kind of awkward feeling mm-hmm. my body is different no one is paying attention to this i have to like do something about this also my body is disgusting mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so that kind of thing but i know that there are women who the what that that thing that she described yeah. was a real thing and it was just hard for me to look at this person with very small, small to nearly no breasts yes. talk about that experience yeah. it's just very strange to me that, that was my thing too because i'm a person with large breasts right. i started growing breasts at like eight so like mm-hmm. that experience happened really early for me and people reacted to me in ways yeah. where and this episode is where I, because I watched the whole series, mm-hmm. was where I was like, I cannot relate to this girl. Like, yeah. this is who yeah. in the fuck is this girl? Because mm-hmm. it was just like, huh? Yeah, and I'm watching I'm watching it as we review it. I'm watching the episodes. Mm-hmm. And I also got that feeling. Yeah, but like, maybe for different reasons. But yeah, I just got like, a similar what? feeling. Um, it's, just, it's, just, it's just my thing. is like, I feel like there are these stories that are being told, but it's not. I'm not being connected into this with a real person. Yeah, You know? And it doesn't have to be a real person. That's like acting. Acting brings you in. Mm-hmm. And again, Dewanda is a great actor, I feel like. But I feel like it's I'm not being sold there's this no, character. There's no co- cohesive thing. So the writer's room, maybe they already wrote stuff, but then when they see her visually, they could have changed that to right. adhere to her body type yeah, and all yes, of these things. Yes. There's no cohesion in that yes. for me. She's so a, she has I just, a butt. I just always think she's lying Right. Now. She has a butt. You could have talked <laughs> yeah. about her butt, really. Yeah. You know what you I'm know, saying? It's just annoying. Oh, man, that butt. That, that was, yeah, that took me out of it. <laughs> oh, bit. man, that butt. <laughs> oh, that booty. <laughs> booty, booty, booty. Anyway. Um, okay, so she feels sick. 
right? She feels sick from seeing her artwork defaced. She holds her bike helmet under her face in case she vomits because that's what New Yorkers do. No, New Yorkers vomit on the street. We're not going to vomit in and our helmet. bike helmet that or we have on to put any back of on our, our property, yo. Because we have to get it back on our bike. That was another thing that took somewhere. me out. Like the whole, the reaction to it. And then now I'm going to vomit in my own helmet yeah. <laughs> instead of on the street. <laughs> that, that, you know, whatever. But now, so she feels sick. Mars assures her that they're going to find Onyx, who that's the tag up. Yeah. So I guess that's the guy who did it. Mars and then she her. says, this is war and rips off some of the stuff, I guess, from the wall because yeah. she's so mad she's so angry um okay yes so then we meet dr jameson um her therapist, her therapist played that looks by, like estelle looks like estelle but it's actually heather headley mm-hmm. yeah, I know. I know. she did look a lot like estelle yeah, I was like, which estelle does not typically look like heather headley they don't look alike I know, they don't look alike at all i was like yeah, why was she why style. she look like estelle it's, right now? it's the hair it's the perm probably yeah yeah so that was wild style but anyway <laughs> But Heather Headley's doing great. She's a great actor. I'm actually enjoying I'm her in this. Was in love with you so you wouldn't hurt, hurt me. There it is. This is the rhythm. Okay. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't getting Yeah, it. I was like, what is she doing over there? I don't know. Um, I didn't enjoy any of that music, but like I said, I'm not an R and B head, so there's that. I am, I like that song. Did you did you enjoy Heather Headley's uh-huh. uh, music career? Yeah. Okay, good. Good. I did not, but did. I'm glad. But I am enjoying her in this role, so <laughs> there's that. So Dr. Jameson gives a little monologue about Nola. Mm-hmm. I like her voice. It's so pleasant. Even her talking voice is It is. Pleasant. I enjoy her. I enjoy her, and I feel safe with that bitch, okay? <laughs> so I like yep, that. Yep. And so we scan her office, and in her office, there's photography by Carrie Mae Weems on yes, the wall. which we love. Right, and which also tells us this is a black-ass black lady yep. that we can feel safe with. Because exactly. a lot of Carrie Mae Weems' work is of black women yes. together in black safe woman spaces. Centered. Yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. And so they show so her So we got your world. contact clues. Yes, we got that. I was like, I feel safe with this bitch. Yep. But then there's more there's more so she starts describing nola and she opens with calling her insatiable yes what the fuck i don't know what the fuck all right so this this bothers me for a number of reasons but mainly because this is how black women like this is the notion of black women and black bodies as being these over sexualized beings yep. if you look at fucking race porn if you look at for what you shouldn't be looking at it's fucking race porn guys but like, that don't like well sometimes right but sometimes you come across become, it by accident sometimes yeah. you come across race porn across. when you're fucking looking for something else i find black clip porn all the time uh, always that's right always are different. you looking for it no there i'm just saying go. i usually go in those places oh i see not got it the race porn got places. it look well Anyway, so I end up in race porn by accident. Oh, gosh. Sometimes. But anyway, but that's how they describe the black body, mm-hmm. okay, as insatiable. They have to. And that this whole notion of, like, she's got to have it. She's got to. So I felt like she said a lot of other positive things about Nola. Yeah. And perhaps, perhaps she meant insatiable, like, for life and shit and for, like, whatever she's trying to do. But it just in this context of this woman who is having mad sex and they are just, they are trying to kind of show that her lifestyle is unconventional it just made it feel it felt like that kind of sexually insatiable and she needs to be tamed like black women are just they're just fucking wild beasts and they just want it man they just want to be touched and fucked and this that you know it was just like Mm -hmm. i did not like that description i didn't like when she said she did i don't like when she said she's juggling three men 
Yeah, I didn't like that Because I don't see the, where's the juggle happening? Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like that they added that she's juggling a lot because life is right. a juggle, period. Yes. So when they added that, I was like, okay, mm-hmm. okay. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, yeah, yeah. So this is their first session. So Nola comes in again for her first session. Um, and she says that she feels like the men aren't in her life are intimidated by her sexuality and that the male gaze is affecting her art and her life. Dr. Jameson assures her that talking is good. Therapy is good. Yeah. She's dealing with a lot. She dealt with an attack and things like that. So very reassuring things. And then she kind of sums it up by telling her to do something that you enjoy, wear something that makes you feel good and take, take back your power, assert yeah. yourself kind of stuff. So I've never done therapy but the sessions seem like more of the therapy therapist talking mm-hmm. more than Lola, right? Nola mm-hmm. talking, and it just seemed weird for me, especially for a first session. Right. But I've never done therapy. Yeah, so I, don't I know. felt yeah. So I've done therapy. Um, I did therapy in college, and then I did therapy again this year recently. Yeah. And I feel like when you have a black auntie therapist in college, I had a white lady therapist mm-hmm. who I had to teach about black people. And that was a fucking waste of my yeah. time. Um, and then I had a black lady therapist also the next semester who I felt we had more of a back and forth dialogue. Yeah. And I felt like she saw me as a young person who, in addition to I need to like be guided and talk to about my problems, like I'm still a young black girl. And as an older black woman, she would share things with me and drop life gems. Okay. In addition to like, my um black auntie therapist who i just saw recently she also i am still a younger black woman and Mm -hmm. she is still will still you know i am still talking i feel like this this was a glimpse into what black therapy probably looks like or like how how we would how we a healthy way in which we do it because it's like a community yes, thing going yes. rather than a client-patient thing. Exactly. Instead of that icy thing that we see a lot of times, yeah. it's like, oh, well, you know, I just sit there How and talk. How does that make you feel? And they say, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Got yeah, it. I feel like there okay. is more of an exchange in my experience mm-hmm. with the black women therapists that I've had. But also we're just seeing like this shortened scene so for what I got from that is I'm sure she talked more about herself mm-hmm. or whatever. And then the Dr. Jameson kind of sums up with, okay, this is what I'm going to tell you and what you can do. But I like that it was affirming and here are some things to, yeah. to try. So that was cool. And maybe white people do it, but we never see that shit portrayed really. You know, I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm about to say, I don't really Who knows? care. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. So there's that. She tells us what to, she tells us what to do with that. Um, and then she goes to buy a dress. She goes shopping with her home girl, Clorinda. Clorinda is fucking back. I don't like her. Yeah. So they go into this dress store and God knows where. Dress store. They yeah, go, it's a dress they store. They go to a clothing store. Oh, okay. It's a clothing <laughs> store. I don't know. I don't know. I don't often go into like unmarked, unnamed, random like clothing you know? store. I do, but like, okay, so someplace like that. This is my thing with this place. They go mm-hmm. into this random place with very expensive clothes, apparently. They go into this random place and the clerk is sweating them. Yep, following them. Sweating them, following them around. Or like white on rice. Oh, yes, like white on rice in this very white aggressive way. And I feel like you and I would have left. I would have left. And I feel like we are older than these characters, but I also feel like I we would have left, left, left them too. at that age, too. I would have left at that age, too. Yeah, and if we were at a larger establishment, like some place, I don't know, some fucking chain or whatever, we would have asked to speak to the manager. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that I feel like 
They stayed and then she buys this very expensive dress, dress. from this place where they clearly did not want you there. Yeah. That was the fucking The thing that's weird. crazy is she thinks she checked her. Because there's that right. exchange where she um is like, Don't you have something to fold? Um where Nola says that to mm-hmm. the white um sales yeah. associate who was following her. And I don't know why they f- that was enough for She's them. She's like, Oh, well, I'm just being I'm just being helpful. Like, and they what? were like, All right, and continue. Like No, bitch. And then you're gonna give them your money? what that you hardly have that was yeah to me that was not authentic i feel like again it's 2017 it's not back in the day where we didn't have a lot of options of places to go and even the conversations we have about where to put our money i think that it's because they try to fit too much in these episodes like i i'm I'm sure that was a to make a point of racism and all of that stuff but Mm -hmm. if you wanted her to still buy this dress to to make a point we could have did without that scene with the sales associate there's there right. was other ways for you to do that but they're because they're trying to pack so much mm. in these fucking episodes mm. that it, it it comes out like that yeah yeah because because i feel like honestly they fucked, i would have left right and i wouldn't have mind seeing that because i feel like young black women experience i've had so many bad experiences just trying to be a young black woman yeah. fucking buying clothes something that should be like a fun thing you do with your homegirls mm-hmm. it would have been nice to see that portrayed but that was weird the yeah. way that that was done was weird they left. yeah so they're in this place that they should leave nola tries on a bunch of ugly dresses and then finally buys the ugly expensive dress <laughs> <laughs> i didn't think it was ugly but i don't get why it was that price yeah. i know where she could have got that for cheaper she well as H- greer later H&M says, divided black <laughs> she could have got you're right yes the expensive shit maybe she could have got a 200 dollars. yeah i didn't i didn't understand mm-hmm. um what was the price point like 650 it was five fifty. I just didn't understand. I didn't think the dress was ugly. I didn't understand why it was five fifty. Well, it was as Greer called it, vintage velvet. So maybe that was it. So, but all the other dresses she tried on were definitely yeah, ugly. they were definitely ugly. But she can't dress anyway. Right. So there's that. So anyway, after she buys this dress, it's clear to me that she doesn't have Instagram. So like, <laughs> there's no measure. She's not comparing this. She doesn't know what's available. She doesn't know what what stores to oh go to. Oh my god! You just made me think. Period. When it comes to a thus far in the show, there's no and mm-hmm. in, there's no indication they use hashtags. They do this stuff, but there's no indication of, of social any interaction media. with social media. Right. Right. Which right, is right. what? Yeah. Who's 26 and is not engaged in social uh-huh. media? Yeah. It's weird. So, um, right. So she buys this expensive uh, dress that indicates she has no Instagram. Clorinda, <laughs> her homegirl, uh, says the dress is too expensive. But then as her friend, she doesn't suggest. If I'm shopping, me and my homegirl, if me and you were shopping and I'm concerned about your finances and we're close enough for me to be talking to you about your finances, I'm going to say, you sure you want to get this now? Do you want to look around? So-and-so is around the corner. We can go to so-and-so. Because what's her name Clorinda, Clorinda. <laughs> I'm not gonna remember her name this whole I episode because I, I don't remember names of people I don't like I know you didn't remember last episode either that's why it's funny <laughs> Clorinda what what's her name? <laughs> Clorinda Clorinda doesn't care about her finances she's just fucking bossy right true, she doesn't true, care true, about true, her phone true, she just wants to boss her that's around true. that's, that's true. all that is she yeah. doesn't care yeah you're right you're right so she's like um you know the dress is too expensive and you're too impulsive and that's why you're always in trouble or whatever that's so how you're so. always in trouble and sucking all these dicks yeah. that's what she wanted but to basically say. basically <laughs> we're a perm um all right so that happens she buys the the vintage velvet dress i don't like that dress I don't hate it. Okay. I don't love it. All right. This is there. Okay, cool. 
um so we cut to her date with jamie so um she meets jamie for dinner at the river cafe and she's wearing a dress She's wearing her little black dress that she just bought. She arrives. It's a very fancy, fancy, hoity-toity restaurant. Jamie is there. And they see each other. She's excited to be at this place. This place is so live, she says. And I feel like she's excited because she's corny. Because you have to be corny. It was, it was nothing not exciting live. about that place. Nothing it wasn't live. live. There was it was light. It was wealthy. Maybe she should have said fancy. Maybe yes. It but was because not they don't know how the youngins speak in that writer's room. Live. In that writer's room, it was not live. This place live? Is live. No. no. How about? Oh wow! This is maybe the most expensive place I've been yeah. to. This is the fanciest place I've been Fancy. to. Oh, I've never been to a place on the water live. Mm-mm. No. But anyway. She's excited about it. Good for her. <laughs> so they sit down. Jamie makes a comment about her dress and tries to cover her up. She's not into that, of course, lest the jacket fall on the floor. They have some dialogue. He says he wants to see her more, of course. Uh, she starts babbling about terms of endearment because she's a cinephile. <laughs> and his, uh, I, I, that's another thing. I'm never sold on that. Yeah, it's just... Uh... It's highly annoying anytime yes. she does that. Because they can't, I don't, it's just. <sighs> <laughs> Everything she says, I just feel like she's lying. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yo. Everything. You're right. It's like this girl lying. She like is. I knew if I knew her in real life, I'd be like, shut she up. She's lying. You're right. Yeah, she actually she reminds me of a liar that you and I both know. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh my God, she's just like that girl that be lying. She's lying. <laughs> Anyway, so, right, so she's a cinephile, so she's babbling about terms of endearment. Um, Jamie's friends send over champagne. She waves, and then she complains about not meeting his friends and says that she feels like she's a side piece. Um, Um, Why do you want to meet his friends? You are his other woman. You are his side piece. Right. You know he's married. Right. That's one. Two... I don't understand why you just now realize you've never met his friends. Why do you want to meet them? Why do you want to meet them? You are dating a married man. Fine, but let's dating a married man and y'all have been in secrecy for this long. What? It's different now is what right. I need to know. Well, allegedly, because in this conversation, he's he tries to make it seem like it's just an, it's just a piece of paper. It's a situation. He's getting divorced or whatever. They're separated or some shit. As a person who's mm-hmm. been in relationships with married men. Right, right. He's been saying this for a while, right? right? Mm-hmm. And you've been okay with it and buying it for a while. Mm-hmm. Why in this instance is like, I hope I'm not a secret. Bitch, you've been a secret. <laughs> what are you talking about? But- but and and she kind of alludes to that in the first episode or whatever the first two episodes. It's kind of clear yeah, that they have yeah, this like we have this, un- low we key have this thing arrangement. going. But then also he keeps trying. He keeps wanting more from her. She keeps saying, "Nah, nah, nah. I'm good right here." Why introduce the aspect of meeting his friends? friends. That's why the do you thing. Need to but meet this is why she annoys. This is why she annoys me because she has all these stupid rules. Like, right. don't come at this time, and you can't do this. And yeah. I'm, I bet he doesn't know her friends. Mm-hmm. So why do you need to know his friends? It's like the rules apply for her, yeah, um, and her boundaries. Mm-hmm. But she can do whatever she wants other people's right. lives. That's the first time when I felt this. Like, wait, but he doesn't know your friends, mm-hmm. like, huh? I don't know. She it was very mind. weird. It's very weird to me. 
Um, and I don't get, sorry, yeah. but brought up this conversation of like, how I'm not a secret was when people from, I guess, his firm or whatever mm-hmm. they sent, sent the bottle champagne, bottle right. champagne and she was like should we invite them over what? why who does that who for what <laughs> invite you're sitting at a table for two <laughs> <laughs> invite them over to this fancy restaurant to do what when to she, stand at your table that, like, like, like you're at a lounge when she did that i was like look at this dweeb she's fucking dweeb yeah, what is going should on should we invite them over i'm so confused and can we just i'm gonna just cut to the movie right quick okay because nola darling in the film was not a fucking dweeb all right <laughs> she was very cool yes she was a cool brooklyn chick yo this girl is a dweeb this chick is a dweeb <laughs> this nola is a dweeb yes. i don't get it i don't get it and it kind of oh. makes me feel like okay follow me now i'm talking to myself but it kind of makes me feel like i feel like spike lee at the time of this film was closer to the age of the main character uh-huh. yep. and kind of valued this age right yeah. as like people who know what's going on or whatever i feel like there's a disrespect for these people in their 20s yeah there is. they just seem like a bunch of fucking dingbats yeah she's, I, she's really a, she's, she's a, a fucking dingbat she's and a, dingbat. a liar yeah. so, <laughs> <laughs> all right so they go home they get to her door he wants to come up um but they get into this con they're like being flirtatious but then he says he's talking about how he enjoys that he likes the dress and it makes him think about sex and she's like well i didn't like that you you didn't seem to like it at the restaurant Mm -hmm. and you tried to cover it up and yada 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 so he apologizes for that but then because he's trash he says well you shouldn't have worn the dress if you didn't want a certain type of attention yes she's over that shit leaves him outside um how about that then we cut to Quickly, Mars at the bike cafe, um, asking his co-workers if they know this Onyx tagger. They, of course, don't know, and then we're out. So it just yeah. kind of shows that Mars that is, like, investigating. Right. He cares about her. He's on top yeah. of this shit. Which, he does care about her. Right. Follow the series. It seems as if he seems to be the most attentive or mm-hmm. um, whatever. But honestly, I feel like it's like he has the most time. Yes, I agree. Out of these three people. Right. So some people might think it's like, oh, he really cares. It's mm-hmm. like, what the fuck else he got to do but yeah. think about her and fawn over her mm-hmm. and, and like all of this Yeah, stuff. he can investigate while he's at the bike shop. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. Like, it's just so, yeah, mm-hmm. just wanted to make sure I said that. No, I agree with you. I mm-hmm. agree with you. Cut to Nola and we see that she does have Instagram and she looks at it from her desktop. <laughs> <laughs> Who the f- <laughs> she maybe she's working so every rarely she's a 26 year old 40 you're right you're right you're right every now and then if i'm doing mad shit and i'm looking at something else on my phone if i'm at work at my desk sometimes i'll look on instagram to do something but i thought it was odd that the first time we see instagram <laughs> she's sitting at her desktop at her fucking desk. what in the so, fuck which makes me also want to jump because the episode of little black dress um do black women do little black dresses? Yeah. No, we wear them, but do we like? Do we need them in our closets? Like, right. Is that is saying. that a thing? If you're a young black professional, then yes. Oh. You, you have conversations about little black dresses, uh, classic attire. I don't know anyone who has. You have a black white dresses. collared shirt in your closet. I don't know anyone who's both like men and women. I need a little black dress, or I need to replace my little black dress. So that right. the whole episode, I'm kind of burgeoning like, young black who professionals. Who are these people? Aspiring white supremacists. <laughs> yeah aspiring capitalist black dress you don't got a little black dress do you do i have a little black dress i don't no i don't i'm trying to think of a time in my life where i had a little black dress 
No. I've had little black dresses, but, but just because they were dresses they were cute. that were black. It wasn't like, you know, like a the, staple. Yeah, it wasn't a staple. Yeah, right. That's, yeah. I don't, oh, I don't know. I no. don't know these black women who have staple little black dresses. Right. And maybe that's a good thing that I don't know those uh, black women. Okay. But yeah, this seemed very old to the first two episodes, Sex right. in the City, um, Martini yeah. Glass, kind of. like right, right, yeah. right. Yikes. Yes. Um so yeah, so it proves that she does have an Instagram, but she uses it only <laughs> on to look at art and only from her computer. So she doesn't know what's in oh, fashion. Gosh. So there's that. So that's weird. So on her computer, <laughs> Mars <laughs> invites her out and she here we go. Right, he invites Nola out, takes her to see Wally Wait, Merck. On her computer? Yes. So was it like these messages? I, I like think the messages were popping Facebook up messages? on her computer. I, I have no idea how that works. So there's no distinction. I didn't even notice until you said it of like a social media of which he's contacting her from on the computer. Because mm, that would be the case. She's usually. got Instagram open. It may be a DM. Maybe. <sighs> I hate them. Yeah. I, I don't would, know. I hate them. I don't. Uh, I don't know. So yeah. So he invites her out. Because um, now I'm thinking they don't even text on this show. Do you see text messages? Have you seen text messages so far? Yes. Yeah. Okay. No, I do see a text message. Because I thought it was funny that somebody dating so many people still has their phone set to where you can see the message when it pops up. <laughs> okay. Are you kidding yeah, me? Yeah, you're stupid. Because I... Fuck that. That's not My shit says you got two messages from Naima Mohamed. Yeah. You're not, not the whole message. Here's the message. Fuck she that. She ain't a change. I changed that years ago. Anyway. As soon as, soon as Apple had the option. Hello. Please. Um, so, right. So, Mars invites her out to uh, this concert, this reggae concert. Horrible. This, this reggae bashment, excuse me, okay. to see Wally, Wally Merck, <laughs> reggae artist, perform. The worst dancehall performance I've ever seen in my life. It was, it was something. But before we get there... <laughs> Before we get there, oh yes. Mars meets her outside of her place and she comes out looking like an auntie dressed for Henny Palooza. <laughs> she's, she's got on the little black dress, right? She wears the little black dress now on every date. Every so day. I'm hoping this is a span of time because in my mind, she's wore this funky dress three days in a row. <laughs> no, it was definitely like a, in a two-day period. <laughs> She doubled well, up. it was five hundred or something dollars. So I guess she hey, was like, "I'm gonna wear, wear this dress." It. Please, if I wear a good outfit on the weekend, I wear that shit to work on Monday. Um, I so. wore this yesterday. Hello, bloop. So there's, <laughs> there's that. But it was tight and it was vintage velvet. I don't. I don't know exactly. Who knows? But yeah, so she comes out, um, like an auntie dressed for Henny Palooza, and um, so she now she has, I guess this is her funky reggae wear. She has a, the, black uh, the black dress. dress on and she has a denim vest on top of it. Not a cropped one, but one that's a, a full, full length. It's about the length of the dress. Yeah. And it's like ac- buttoned up. acid wash, I think. Um, and then she has on these bright white Jordans. Yes. And your Jordans should be bright white. But mm-hmm. I just didn't expect them. Okay. Because she dressed so horribly that I didn't even think that she would purchase jordans if that makes any sense like she's like her clothes are so hope tap that i think i thought that she would like not purchase jordans right i see what you're saying is what i'm saying i see what you're saying no we're supposed to remember that she's still a from ground away girl from anyway so (laughs) um right so we cut to nola yeah so she's yeah comes outside and Mars, Mars, he really knows how to compliment a woman. He says, I swear to God, I swear to God, you want to kill a half nigga. And I, I cringed at that. 
because so basically he's saying you know you look yeah. so good or whatever you're trying to kill me or whatever it bothered me that use of the term nigga i use the term casually um i don't i know that mars is half black american in this series mm-hmm. i know that he identifies with that it made me uncomfortable because it implied to me that he was only calling the black side of his lineage the nigga like the black american side the nigga meanwhile he's half puerto rican so it just it just it felt to me it undermined our casual use of the term nigga our um our endearing use of it and Mm -hmm. it felt like oh no you really saying like half nigga like half black person Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so that bothered me so he says it once but then he says it again later he says it twice and i don't know who thought that that was like clever or what it just felt like very old school white puerto rican we all cool except you can't uh, come to my house because we actually wild racist yeah that's what i I like it it. felt very problematic puerto rican yeah i felt like yeah, maybe that could have been in the 1980s, whatever. Right, but like, like not, not like, now when we Afro Latino now, bro. Like we not half, yeah. we not half niggas. Yeah. What? We either all niggas or none of us are. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like what? So that 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 uh, just reminded me that Mars was white. So I don't <laughs> yeah. like I I was not I was not feeling that shit at all. Anyway. I will say that I noticed that when she had on a Jordan, she stood a little different. And it made mm-hmm. me wonder because I don't know how, I don't know if I've seen her legs yet. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. But I was like, so Jordans make you stand pigeon toe? Like, you know what? I thought were I they had, doing hood pigeon toe? I thought I had seen her pigeon toe before, okay. but I don't remember if it was. Because, you know, I watched the episode more than once. I didn't remember if it was just this episode I saw before or if she was pigeon-toed. Oh. I don't remember. I don't but know, I but know I that that's like, how you're supposed to stand. I recognize that stance. You're supposed I've, to stand like that like when that. you go to Henny Palooza. Yeah, like, I was like, I've stood like that because I thought I was supposed to when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. What's happening here? Right. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. interesting. <laughs> so... Uh, they go to see Wally Merck. He's got these tickets. It's exciting. They get into the bashment. Wally is performing. The dance hall artists are on stage. Mars steps on somebody's Jordans. And the guy's like, who's stepping on my Jordans? Because that's what we say in 2017. Because everybody's wearing Jordans. Yeah. Um, that was sarcasm. Some dude tries to step to Nola. Mad aggressive. Like mm-hmm. like super aggressive or Very whatever, and aggressive. yeah, Mars is like, what the fuck? And then they all end up showing shoving each other or whatever. So that turns into like mm-hmm. a little bit of an incident. And yeah, and then I think they run out the party. Yes, they run out the party. Right. So this this uh just to make a quick note, the guy who shoves them is credited as fuckboy in the uh credits. I thought that was cute. You read credits. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I do shit like that. I okay. I do, I do shit like that, yo. I be looking to see if it's anybody that I know, okay. and it do be people I know. But yeah, so they get all aggressive. They shove each other. They leave. On the way home, on the walk home, they're kind of laughing about the incident mm-hmm. um, and making light of it or whatever, which I thought was cool. They had like a cool, comfortable banter going on. Yeah. And Mars jokingly blames the dress for the attract the attention that they got at yes. the club. Um, and she gets very serious and says it's not her issue. She kind of talks about that shit. I can wear what I want. That's right. He apologizes, and then they playfully move on, move on from that. Yes. Then we cut to Shemeca 
back to uh, shit on Shemekka because that's what this series is trying to do. Shit on Shemekka. Cut to Shemekka. She is back in the cabaret spot with Winnie Wynn and uh, Winnie gives her money to get the butt job that she asked for. So he's concerned for her health, but he's like, you know, here's the money if you want it. I'll tell you what, if she dies getting butt surgery in this series, I'm going to kill everybody. Okay. Because Mm -hmm. I just feel like they're trying to, uh, Lauren Hill us like you said before and I feel like they're trying to make it seem like she's insecure and it's going to be to her own detriment and demise you yeah, know what I'm saying and we shouldn't care right yes we shouldn't yes care. we shouldn't care we shouldn't care about why she might be insecure yep. we shouldn't care what's told to us about black women and our bodies, bodies. and our image and shit we yep. shouldn't care about any of this we should just care about the fact that she may have some insecurities about it yeah if she dies I swear to God. Anyway, so like we said before, I haven't. Queen has watched the whole series. I'm watching it like as we review it. So I don't know if she dies, but if she dies, I'm going to be very upset. Nola is in the bike cafe submitting her art to that competition. Yes. She is on a computer again. So there's some technology. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she gets a sext from Greer, right? So she does have a phone, oh, yes, right? That's yeah, because right. yes, he sends her that picture. Thanks. Yeah, he sexts her, sends a picture. And she shows up and surprises him at his apartment where he is shooting a new British group called Brexit. I thought that was fucking Oh, that funny. was the name of the it? The boy band? I yeah, yeah, yeah. They oh, were okay. called Brexit. I thought that was cute. She shows up looking like a normal human in that dress for the first time. For the first time, yes. I was like, oh, okay, I would Yeah, that. every other iteration of her in that dress was, was like, horrible. this is uncomfortable. So she's got the dress on with a leather jacket she, and a pair of boots. Yes, she comes in, he's working with her rude ass, and she's like, hello. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 he's fucking at work. <laughs> right, right. But he doesn't seem to mind. Oh, he doesn't. I'm just saying, I don't yeah. like her. So, right. <laughs> like... Right. What are you doing? Yeah. Because if it's all the other way around, you need to respect my work. That's true. And my boundaries. That is true. She would do that. So that's, that's why I had to point right. that out. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So they cut to them making out and they make out. And then he starts kind of with this impromptu, impromptu photo shoot of her. Mm-hmm. So he's taking photos of her she's into it she's posing and shit like that and he says that he never gets to photograph he never gets to do this he never gets to photograph realness a quote unquote a beautiful black woman with contours and curves and then he starts to talk about her kind of in a more sexual manner in the way that he's shooting her she says that she's uncomfortable with it he continues to photograph her and she's finally like yo what the fuck like enough you're making me uncomfortable yes what I found interesting about this Let's hear it. is the way that he is exoticizing or excuse me, exoticizing her mm-hmm. and his language and talking about what he wants to capture. To me, it sounds like the way that she was exoticizing Shemekka. Yes. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly like, what that I was. I want to capture the black woman the, and the, in her the, pure form and, the, and no fucks given. But and, that's why I feel like she's trash. She can do these things. Mm, no one could do things to her. Right. No one can like just come in her studio interrupt her work no one can use that language when it comes to describing her body but Mm -hmm. she can do that she can talk about the full woman form and like she can do all these things and and emit this energy right but once you give it back to her then it's like the the world and it's a fucking problem right she talked about shemekka like she was just a whole different type of human like whole different yes 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 this no fucks given type of black girl yeah and i'm so obsessed with her that i want to capture her but now i'm also going to draw her with a fucking afro and i don't even know for here and he's doing the same thing exactly. and now it's like this how dare issue. he exoticize me or whatever yeah. 
Yeah, so I thought that that was very interesting. I don't know if that was intentional. I hope that it was intentional for us to see it like that. It could be. Um, I hope knows? so. I think that it was honestly, the whole time for this episode is this dress and how men react to the dress. Mm-hmm. So the therapy, the therapy, the therapist was talking about gays and women's form and stuff with right. her and how um, it's about how she feels, mm-hmm. not about the actual gaze of the man or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it seems as if this dress was her testing whatever the therapist told her in that session. Right. So now all of these men in her life are, I guess, objectifying her mm-hmm. when she puts on this dress. So this dress is supposed to be empowering, right. but because of these men's reaction, it wasn't as empowering as maybe it was supposed to be for her. So mm-hmm. I don't think what you just said about how he exotified her in relation to Shemekha, I, do, I don't think that was a connection. I think the connection mm-hmm. was for us to see her with this funky-ass dress that right. she's been wearing for three days in a row. Mm-hmm. She was at a fucking <laughs> bashment. Right. You know how much weed yeah. and funky sweaters yeah. in that dress? Yeah, but maybe they're saying she wasn't there long after the <laughs> aggressive, <laughs> aggressive fight they had at the club. Yeah, I really think that we were supposed to follow that dress and follow the objectification of her because she has this mm-hmm. dress on by these different men in her life mm-hmm. um, i was looking like you just finished objectifying and shitting on shemekha you fucking white supremacist okay <laughs> that's how i felt and you're gonna stand here you're gonna stand here okay and be upset with the way that he's talking to you mm-hmm. after you fucking objectified shemekha like she was a fucking zoo animal and yeah. then changed her everyone, hair everyone else does wrong not Get her the fuck the, out of the here. trend that i started to notice in this episode yeah fuck that shit so then we cut she leaves she's like over that whole situation with greer she's over it she fucking leaves they have an argument she's done with it he apologized she's not trying to hear it. she's mm-hmm. fucking out of there when she gets home she runs into her neighbor miss ella who gives her affirming words the tells her the, that's why I, that's why i think that was the point they were trying to make sorry i didn't mean to mm-hmm. cut you off mm-hmm. the person who actually affirmed her and his dress was another woman. Right, 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 right. Yeah. She tells her that she looks good in the dress First, and show yeah. him what you got. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciated that. Um, I appreciated that black auntie affirmation. Yeah. I feel like they be the ones to give it to you. You know what I'm saying? Whenever I run into my black auntie neighbors, they affirm the shit out of me. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you might give it to you in a bad way. Like, no, 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 okay, no, no, no. Like, they be the ones to give the... No, they, <laughs> yeah. they give the good the yeah. good affirmation. Mm-hmm. I really do appreciate that. Yeah. Even my grandma, like, when I... All throughout my life, when people would... With some one person might say to me, "Oh, that skirt," especially growing up like unreasonably Christian, yeah. somebody might say, "Oh, that skirt is too short," or "How can you do this and walk around like that?" Da, 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 da. And I see my grandma who'd be in the same church and be like, "You look beautiful. I love that dress, and yeah. you always look so nice." And da, 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 you know, so I love a good black auntie. Yes, yes. Then we get the music montage, and I think this is when they're playing Brian McKnight. Have you ever crossed your mind? At any time. I don't think he says at any time. I know. <laughs> I miss you. That's I started funny. wrong. Right, right. That's funny. Um, I miss okay. you. Okay. So during this montage, <laughs> Mars is praying to the spirit of Michael Jordan for Nola, which I think is adorable. He's which praying. also shows that he has too much time on his hands. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Greer is sad at home and Jamie is sad at the park. Niggas is sad thinking about Nola. And Nola's at home pinning her little black dress on a white on canvas. On a white canvas. I guess to make a statement about what the dress represents. I, yeah, it was just like, this is so fucking lame. So fucking Wally lame. Merck. Wally Merck. 
You know what? This what? is different. I'm not different. Um, not. How come she never takes the subway? Because she's never been to New York. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just put somebody who's never actually she been never to New York. At first, I was like, she takes cabs, and I've taken a cab and I couldn't afford it. I just mm-hmm, do it. So mm-hmm. that's fine. But you don't get on a train not once. No. <laughs> <laughs> that might make some of this believable i don't know <laughs> I, don't I don't know i don't know but i do enjoy staying above ground that's my motto in real life too i mean i take the train all the time but in the summertime i do like being above ground i hate buses so yeah i don't get on those but yeah. you have to take the subway with new york and she's like too. that local to fort green that she doesn't maybe <laughs> like, what the fuck maybe you know brooklyn has do not be liking to leave brooklyn they really don't yeah, that's true. I really don't. No, I went on a date with this dude that I had been dating, but I went on a date with him and we went to like eat for five minutes on the Lower East Side. He's like, I came to Manhattan for you. I was like, you crazy bastard. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Lower East Side. I came Side. from Manhattan. You- no, he said, I came from Brooklyn. I came from Brooklyn for you to Manhattan. <gasps> I'm like, this is the Lower East Side. This is not a big deal. Relax yourself. Did Calm you need down. a passport? Did you have to go through customs? You would have thought, you would have thought that he had applied for pre-check or something. Yeah. That he really had. You had to apply for way. a visa. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, that's strange. So that was episode fucking three, and then we get the treat that is episode. Were you done? Yeah. Okay. We get the treat that is episode four, which is hashtag Love Is Love. Oh, sorry. What? I do have one more. Okay, thing. go ahead. That's all right. So I wanted to sum up that do you have this montage of the bribing night? Have you ever crossed my mind? Mm-hmm. Well, I think one of them are like, I think it was Jamie who called and was like, I know the dress, my reaction to the dress. Oh, I think he texted her. He's like, oh, I, I miss you. I love you, little black dress. Yeah, something like uh-huh. that. Which affirmed to me that these all these motherfuckers are fucking dumb. Like it's not about the dress. This woman has experienced trauma. Yep. She has experienced trauma. Mm-hmm. So all of these experiences with her and her body are like heightened at right, this point. Right. And they've like totally forgot that in episode one, mm-hmm. she was traumatized by being attacked by that man. They're not and watching it, this show. And this is a thing for her. They're not watching the show. They don't care about right. her. <laughs> it's my point. Right. They don't care. Right. Like, yeah. they don't care. They're like sitting around missing her. Yeah. I'm missing you. All sad. I like your little sad in your apartment. I like your little black dress. No, park. motherfucker. Yeah. I was attacked and I'm still traumatized. Mm-hmm. Bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I had to get that out. But yeah, yeah. they don't even get that because they don't really care about <gasps> Episode four. <laughs> love is love, also known as sexuality is fluid. fluid. All right. Um. So this one opens with nola in her bed talking to us again in her loving bed in her loving bed talking to us about being on a cleanse no drugs no drinking no social media or men but there's a twist she She can can still still smash smash. and we're watching and we're like oh my god what does that mean she can still smash and then we meet it was so predictable (laughs) it really was and then we meet (laughs) opal um at the nursery and garden or whatever uh, she talks about how they used to date. Um, it got serious, but then it turned into nothing, kind of. And we cut to them 
having all of the sex. The lesbian sex. The lesbian sex. You have any commentary for that? Nope, I just like looked at it. Okay, great. <laughs> um, so they're having this lesbian sex, which looks fantastic. And sex then, is sex. We should probably you're right. stop. We should probably that. stop calling it lesbian yeah, sex. It is sex. But I do feel like but I'm we sure were set that's up. why they Yeah, I felt like, like we were set up to call it lesbian yes, sex. Yes, of course. That it's probably in the script lesbian, lesbian sex, sex scene. scene. Yeah. It's just because I felt like it was supposed to be like this fucking like I can still smash. Yeah. Uh-huh. I okay, I do have something to say. Mm-hmm. I'm like now I get to see breasts. Like she's had these sexual um mm. We saw her breasts before. When? I think we saw her breasts when she was first naked with Greer, waiting for him to fucking finish dancing around so that they could have sex. I don't remember her breasts. Interesting. Okay, go ahead though. Maybe but not. maybe I maybe they did happen. They mm-hmm. were really small. But what were you gonna say though? Um but I'm saying like now is when I get to see more woman body. Mm-hmm. Um, because she's with a woman, it was I don't know. It was just like hmm, mm-hmm. now I get to see the tetas, right? Um, no, yeah, but I yeah. Know. So I, uh, for me, that's what I noticed. Uh huh. Right. So we see her and Opal having sex, custom them at the bookstore, and they're talking about art. They seem to be having like a nice, you know, friendly date or whatever. Yeah. They keep mentioning this Skylar person. Well, she buys her children's books, so we yes. know that Skylar is a kid and. They walk to Opal's job, nursery. It seems like a little cute little afternoon date situation that they have going on. They're talking. Opal invites her over for dinner. Nola declines because she's busy, even though she does seem to be very interested in Opal. She tells her that she's dope. They kiss, and then she leaves. And then we cut to Nola at her therapist. Mm Mm-hmm. And so this is, looks like maybe she's been there for a few sessions now and she's in session with Dr. Jameson and she's talking about her experience with Opal and how she identifies herself in general. And she says she doesn't believe in labels and then she rattles off a bunch of labels. Um, She calls herself a sex positive, polyamorous, pansexual. In this session, she is also excited as fuck about Opal. She likes that she doesn't have to fight back with her the way Mm -hmm. that she does her men um, the men that she's been dating and just kind of goes into all the different reasons why this experience is different from the ones that she has with men. And she just seems to be fucking excited and maybe want to do this shit like full time. Yeah, I don't. My thing with Nola at this point is, can she be single? Um, mm-hmm. Cause she could be cleansing from these men or whatever, but why? reemerge in someone else's life right um when you know you ended it the way however you ended it mm-hmm. it fizzled out or whatever right. opal says she goes to her eventually mm-hmm. um it's just it's just it's selfish yeah yeah if she could have cleansed and just like been single but it was like let right. me let me let me hit up opal well her cleanse because the cleanse is a cleanse from the things that she thinks are toxic in her life and in her relationship with opal she is toxic in opal's life because she's toxic right well right because she is toxic yeah Yeah. so So she she adopts this kinds of patriarchal trash behavior yes um and so even though she describes this relationship with a woman as like dope and nurturing and all this other bullshit she doesn't value that shit she doesn't you know what I'm at saying? all because she's trash right yes and so i kind of also feel like um like queerness is like this abstract thing yeah to nola and to the series like i feel like there is no like i felt like I felt i got the impression from this story that opal is the only queer woman that nola knows you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the impression mm-hmm. that I got. 
and that it's this abstract thing that happens in a corner and that queerness is not a part of like everyday life which it's is why it opens and they're having lesbian sex yeah instead of like just having sex and that's why i was introduced that way right right, right um right. and no men but i could still smash like it's just yeah it's, that's why I was introduced it's used in that as way. a tool it's, that's she exactly uses it as it a tool is. yeah and even when she talks about her in therapy, she's going on and on about how she's excited about how they look together. Mm-hmm. She's excited that Opal has her shit together and she can just kind of walk in and... Um, she already has her baby, right. her Yes, child everything is because... already set up for her yeah. to walk in and just be there. Um, the other thing that makes me uncomfortable about this is the notion that... And it reminds me kind of of like the way that I felt like queerness um, or lesbianism in particular was depicted in the film, kind Mm -hmm. of. So in the film, Opal exists, but I feel like Opal in the film is kind of presented as if she's praying on Nola. Yeah, yeah, she is. Yeah, like I'm trying to like, I know you said that you're not a lesbian, but I'm still, exactly, I'm still going to push up on you. I'm still Mm going to kiss you even though you told me not to. It was very predatory, Mm -hmm. which is a way that we have seen in film and and media um, that uh, gay folks have been portrayed as these kinds of tricksters and they're up to no good and they're trying to catch you sleeping, catch you slipping. You know what I'm saying? So that or that one can be driven to homosexuality instead of this being like a part of who they are so i kind of felt like in this therapist session she's talking about how easy it is with opal in con like because she's a woman in contrast to all the trash things that she deals with men and kind of how oh i don't see it like when the therapist kind kind of tries to give it some definition like oh well you seem to be having a more pleasant experience with a woman she's like i don't see it that way i just like who i like or whatever it's it still kind of frames it like she's being driven to homosexuality instead of it being like a part of who she is and yeah. a part of her relation dynamic exactly. it's like well this is not working for me so, so I'm, I'm just gonna, go gonna try here. this I'm gonna go over here yeah I'm gonna try these shoes on over right, here right right and I feel like even though there are people who do try different things mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and experiment with sexuality and things like that I just feel like I just feel like I know so many more young women, Nola's age, who um, are not toying, I guess. Yeah. I, I hate to say toying because you're allowed to experiment, but I, I do feel like the way that it's presented. I think it's toying here because she went back. So it, this is a situation where she goes back to the person after ghosting them completely exactly right. so i think that's why i think you could probably say toy now because yeah. she's like fucking with somebody now at that's this how point. it feels it's not experimentation it's, it's to serve her yes only it's, to serve her yeah it's right. not exploring and experimentation because it's you you went back to fuck with this person mm-hmm. because you're on your cleanse it's mm-hmm. like you said to serve her right um so she is literally toying with opal and toying with the notion of having a relationship with her because she even mentions monogamy Mm -hmm. with this person only because all of these things serve her it has nothing to do with a partnership Mm -hmm. but with how this person serves her Mm -hmm. which is fucking what these but she doesn't get is that patriarchal way that what she um is connected to relationships because that's what those men are to her but Mm -hmm. she doesn't even realize that she is that's awful Mm mm-hmm you know mm-hmm. like she doesn't yeah. yeah she doesn't notice her toxicity mm-hmm. 
in a situation. She trash, y'all. She trash. Trash. So at the end of this, at the end of this, at the end of her session, um, the therapist is like, "How you want to pay?" And she <laughs> wants to barter with her. Yo, this she's girl's like, a, I was like, "This girl's a fucking dingbat." She's like, "Oh well, I was thinking that I could maybe start a tab, or maybe we could barter. Maybe I can, you know, do a painting for you yeah, or something like, like that." What and the therapist is looking at her like she has five heads because yes. really that's something that you say at the start of at your the session. Start, and then as a per as a person who is an artist and you understand how much work you put into something, mm-hmm. and you are paid in a way like you do the work first and then right. you're paid late. Like why the fuck would you sit across from this woman mm-hmm. while she's done all this work, mm-hmm. all this fucking labor, and be like, oh. I thought i could barter oh. and that was the moment when i was like this bitch is a dingbat She's like a fucking dingbat. are you serious i really didn't like that i really didn't like it again she Cause, didn't she didn't because like everything is for me everything yeah she's she's a fuck i don't who where did she I come really from didn't like it and it just felt like it just it just read to me as younger than she was supposed to be yeah. I, I think i heard she's supposed to be around like 26. 27 or okay 26 even it read to me like 21 yeah like how do you i didn't i didn't like it at all but in that moment i decided that her character is a little bit modeled perhaps unintentionally um by lynn from girlfriends that's also why she fucking dresses like that (laughs) she's supposed to to say what sinclair from limit no (laughs) (laughs) or that but like that kind of hippy dippy fucking airhead dingbat i'm an artist but like in a dingbat way not a cool brooklyn way i'm a fucking airhead i'm a dingbat i prefer my hippie to be winifred (laughs) yes you know what i'm saying i think i prefer that airhead me too i can't get with this shit me too. But is she does she not dress like Lynn for no reason? Yeah, she does. With them long them long is she like wearing everything Mad from Lynn and girlfriends wardrobe? All the time. Yeah. But it, it's always over it always a long, cloaky, yeah. weird jacket. She's a thing. queen. She's a hope oh tap. She's Lauren Hill. They're Lauren Hilling us. Yeah. I didn't sign up. That's for what's this. happening. Yeah. So then we cut to Oh, did I finish saying she was a dingbat? You can never finish saying she's a dingbat. I can never finish saying that she's a dingbat. But but kind of back to what we were saying about the disrespect, I guess, for age here and kind of this portrayal of these younger people as dingbats. I feel like we know a lot of 20-somethings who are fucking, like, grounded in their theories and understanding of their politics and their queerness and shit like that. Or if they're polyamorous or exploring that, they are talking about how they are exploring that shit yeah um and i just have a, a bit more of a foundation mm-hmm. than nola who just seems like she's floating yeah she's just like a floating ass bitch it's annoying. i just want more understanding of this and I, I don't know so i just feel like i know people like that but i also know fucking dingbats and maybe it's okay for her to be a dingbat i just want more of a foundation for why she's like that like i would have liked to see more of her like I don't know. Maybe her parents baby her. Some shit. Give me a reason to as to why she's a fucking dingbat. dingbat. Yeah, she is. No. Nola Darling was not a dingbat in the movie. Yeah, I don't get why she has to be a dingbat now. I don't understand. I don't understand the transition. I don't. <gasps> maybe. I'm listening. All right. So you know how Nola Darling in the film was punished with a rape because it's not okay for you to be uh, sexually exploratory and yes. fucking have multiple partners and be a black woman and live your black ass life. So in order for you to be 
sexual exploratory and do all these things, you have to be a dingbat? Well, I feel like you couldn't in 2017. You can't include a rape in that, right? And so while we're kind of exploring this, um, her assault, right? Her street assault, kind mm-hmm. of. We're exploring that as this trauma yeah. that she experienced. The rape that Nola experiences in the film is not even fully explored as a trauma. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I don't. Right. So I, to me, I still view it as the punishment that she gets for living her best life. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I kind of feel like perhaps the punishment for Nola living in this her, series, living her best life she as she sees it, she has to be a dingbat ding to justify it because who else would choose this life? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm just throwing shit out there. Dang but... me, me, because I ain't no dingbat. Dingbat. Yeah. And uh, I be living this life. Oh, well, good, girl. I am. <laughs> anyway, so then we cut to the Caribbean retirement party and her friend Terrell. Yeah. Um. So she is there as Terrell's wingman. She meets Terrell's parents. Terrell introduces Nola as his girlfriend. Um, Terrell's dad questions his life as questions Terrell's life as an artist and says, you know, if you work for the city, then you can you can get a good job like mine and be able to afford this kind of retirement party. Nola. I want to add that Nola was dancing with her friend and she's not a good dancer. Okay. That's all. That's cool. I think we're supposed to think that she was drunk and it was just a good bashment. Again with the bashment. <laughs> we're, we're in Brooklyn. We're in Brooklyn, so everything is a bashment again, I guess. Complains about his dad and how he can't come out to his dad and how his dad doesn't respect his work. Nola is drunk and they have this whole conversation about he she's kind of questioning, Well, why can't you come out to your dad and just like, you know, commit and no, why can't you come out to your dad? And then he questions, Well, you can't even commit to somebody, so yeah. like what are you talking about? What I'm trying to understand here is Nola steps outside. They have he has this whole conversation about how his family is old school Trini and you know they're gonna see him as a Bati boy. It's that which would be even worse than him being an artist and all this shit or whatever. Meanwhile, his boyfriend is there. You're right outside dancing and fondling and hugging and caressing your white boyfriend. Yeah. What? Huh? Right there. If it's so tense. Like that that just to me that seemed that really was, Yeah, it was stupid. Not not for really real. Stupid. Um I also felt like it kind of went on in this theme of gayness being an abstract concept. Yep, like totally. this is like not only is he gay, but he's got a white boyfriend cuz gayness is this abstract white thing. It it also makes me think of how they always bring up um her not committing all this stuff. That polyamory is this abstract concept because mm-hmm. if these are her friends and they but know that she's polyamorous and it right. wouldn't be like you can't commit every or you can't time. every yeah. time they want to bring it up it's like oh you can't commit you can't that mm-hmm. if you understood that your friend is polyamorous and that they don't do monogamy right why would that keep coming up mm-hmm. you know because to me she's not actually polyamorous she's just single and doing her thing you could be single and polyamorous mm-hmm. you definitely can but I just don't think she's polyamorous. I think she's just doing her thing, right. um, which is fine. But it's it's the cloth for most of the series. Like I said, I watched it, but like up until here, you see it every time her friends bring up whatever. It's like, well, you can't commit. Oh, we not the only ones with three. Or oh, you the one with three, and this and this and that. Mm-hmm. As if it's this thing. I think that if you know your friend and you know that they are not monogamous, it wouldn't be a like, well, you can't right. commit conversation mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, that's an abstract yeah. thing, too. Yeah, I thought that was that was weird. And then this whole conversation that they have outside in the alley, to me, is very 2000s Will and Grace. 
exchange well, again while he's hugged up with his white man as if one of his cousins can't walk right outside and see him hugged yeah, up with this white yeah. boy and mind you she's drunk so she cleanses over right, right <laughs> cleanses right. over mm-hmm. like so yeah. um leave opal alone <laughs> Leave Opal hands off. Protect Opal at all at costs. All cost. That's the new name of this episode. Protect <laughs> Opal, yo. Fucking protect yes, Opal. Yes. So she stumbles home. She gets to her door, and we see that she's lost her keys. Uh, the mayor is outside playing music, yep. and Nola's neighbor, White Bianca, comes out to tell him that she'll call the cops if the mayor doesn't stop playing his music. music. Just a reminder, white people, if you are black, if you are white, and you will call the cops on black folks for doing nonviolent shit, then you hate us and you want us dead. You want us dead. And you're fucking racist. Yep. The mayor is out there playing his music. The chances of you like calling the cops on him and being him being shot like for no reason, they're too high they're really for high. you to want to call the cops for that shit. Very high. It's not okay. You know what I'm saying? Come and out there, ask him to move. Yes. You know. Then visually, he has like a, a, a boombox radio. Like I don't mm. see how that is like that loud. Right. That is like insomnia you're keeping me it's not like yeah. you know it's, it's literally mm-hmm. an outdated ass radio because who the fuck walks around with a fucking right. radio boombox mm-hmm. thingy like yeah. um, just a reminder to white people if you call cops on your black neighbors who are non-violent you're a fucking bad person and a racist yep okay the stakes yeah the stakes are too high exactly you can't just call the cops for any like willy-nilly shit exactly setting up a murder exactly you can't call the cops for willy-nilly shit that experience is not the same for you can't call the cop there's a loud party you call across the street you can't do that shit it's unacceptable so yeah so white bianca's out there whiting talking to the mayor um the mayor walks Nola sorry, to, the, a second. to her parents' house. Yes. The mayor walks Nola to her parents' house um, to get her keys. Yep. So they have a walk and talk or whatever. Nola gets there, of course, and because she's a dingbat, she decides she doesn't want to wake them. And so she doesn't <laughs> knock on the door. Because yep. she's a dingbat. Yes, yeah, she's a dingbat. She also then buys art from the mayor, which is cool. Yep. Um, before, of course, of course, calling all her friends to try and disrupt their lives because yep. she lost her keys. So she calls Shemeca, who is at the um, cabaret practicing, her, I guess, because she can dance now. So she's practicing that shit. And she calls uh, Clorinda, who is in the middle of having sex, but still answers the phone in 2017. Who the fuck does that i don't know it's very strange it's very strange i'm not answering the phone if i'm getting my back blown out at all i'm not and they actually could have cut to that scene without the conversation like if they wanted to show that Corinda she was having, having sex, sex she could have called it could have been ringing yeah and she could have cut to the, it and she's still having right. sex or she could have turned the ringer off if yeah, she anything. And then, yeah we, i didn't need like, to see them have like an actual conversation in 2017 look, they think that this is sex in the city yeah they do oh my god these writers they're like we're gonna do a black sex in the city no uh, no there's no all it all points back to sex in the city. <laughs> no. It always does. I'm not, I don't receive this. I can't. I don't want to receive it. I can't. I can't. I that's can't, what I these. Can't, that's can't. what they're doing. Oh my god! So we're with Shemeca, who is at the cabaret. She's practicing uh, with the dancers. Winnie Win is cursing them out for not making money or whatever. Nola goes to Opal's house to disrupt her life. Um, 
She's a messy bitch. She's a messy bitch. Opal looks like she has an amazing cozy apartment. Like the heat is on and shit. Everything looks mad cozy. She's got a towel sent into the bath. Like it's a whole cozy situation. Yes. She's welcome there, whatever. In the morning, we meet Skylar, that is Opal's daughter. Um, so they have a nice little bonding exchange in the kitchen. Skylar is also the best dressed person on the show. Seriously, I need her. Well accessorized. Her hair is like perfectly fucking coiffed yes. and shit. Yeah, no, I'm I'm totally like rocking with Skylar's yes. wardrobe. So she's the best dressed person on the show. They bond in the kitchen. Skylar eventually after them like talking for a while and she's bonding like, she's like i remember, I remember you. you right so yeah. which it kind of goes back to oh like they had a thing and yeah. and she also says that mom doesn't let anyone stay over unless it's serious yes so which says to us that opal is very careful about who she, <laughs> she allows to interact with her daughter yeah. and nola is determined to ruin everything because she's trash she's trash nola agrees to come back before skylar's bedtime to make dream catchers yes. or whatever which is like the sweet thing they'll do later um we cut to her and opal sitting outside of their nurse the nursery garden that opal works at or her own nursery garden or whatever that she owns i, I want to add that mm-hmm. this day is the nola's first day out of this new teaching artist job yes um and opal lets her borrow some Birkenstocks. Birkenstocks. Yeah, so she bought right cuz the night before she had on her heels yeah. and she still has on the dress she had at the party. Yeah. But she can wear it to work because it was a weird dress to wear to a party. It was so. a long ass sweater dress. I don't know. I, I hate her know. clothes. Yeah, yeah. I'm so they're sitting holding hands outside of the nursery and Greer walks up, sees them holding hands opal everyone they all stand up and she's like oh shit it's greer and opal was like i'm opal right yes because and Nola, you are, of course does not introduce herself no. does not introduce her because opal's a secret awkward. right but nola can't be a secret to fucking jamie's mm-hmm. friends and shit mm-hmm. right so they have opal and greer have this kind of tense exchange opal's like all right i'm going inside and Greer and Nola stay outside and talk. Greer asks when, how long the break is going to last and offers her makeup sex because men are trash. Like yeah. what an awkward time to Don't offer, offer afternoon or mor- morning sex is what it was. So then he looks at Nola who's wearing the Birkenstocks and says, hey, Nola, looking great in those, which, in those Birks. Birks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Nola looks down, the camera looks down, and there are the Birkenstocks that she has borrowed from Opal. Those are lesbian shoes. Right. That's that made, what, that what the fuck, yo? It's 2017. Yes. We know mad lesbians. I don't know. Some of them wear Birkenstocks. Most of them don't because it's they 2017. I stuck in sex. They weren't even, yo, it's mad this cute Birkenstocks. Sex in the city time. It's mad cute Birkenstocks. These writers. It's mad cute Birkenstocks. They were not even cute Birkenstocks. It's all type of Birkenstocks. That would have been funny in an old Sex Andy City episode. Oh, look, she's in the lesbian shoes. She's made a full transformation. Yeah, like this. She's not one of us anymore. She's a lesbian. (laughs) What the fuck was that, yo? Like, what? That was highly upsetting. That was uh, highly upsetting, highly stupid, highly lazy. Yeah, it felt felt offensive. No, it is. It was highly offensive. Yeah. Um, and le- yeah, offensive. And even more offensive because you was like lazy. I think that, I feel like there would have right. been a more creative way for him to be a jackass when it comes to her and, sexuality. And I'm speaking as a New Yorker now. It was very kind of going back to the notion that 
homosexuality or queerness is an abstract white concept yeah because we know like uh, also Birkenstocks are like a stereotypically white White shoe shoe. you know what I'm saying so like we're talking about like Brooklyn fly or New York fly or whatever I don't know any lesbians that are out here rocking Birkenstocks you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. or nobody fresh I think it would have been cuter if they like and these are not like stereotypical lesbian shoes but maybe if she had on docks with that dress Mm mm-hmm like mm-hmm. some Doc Martens with that dress, because that's not right. typically what she would wear. Then maybe he could have like made a little jokey joke, or but... even like, "What's up with your shoes?" or something. But to say, "Ah, uh, yes, the lesbian shoe." Thanks. I see what you're doing, you filthy whore. It was just, I, I was like, it was gross. I didn't like that shit. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah. Then she ends this this awkward exchange with Greer, and goes into the nursery and is talking to Opal and. Opal says, it seems like you were ashamed of me or whatever. Because she is. Yeah, totally is. Nola says, no, it's not personal. I just don't like to have my loving bed on Front Street. Um, And basically, like, she wants to keep her business, like, under under wraps or whatever. But you just got into Jamie's shit about meeting his friends. Exactly. Why do you want to meet his friends if everything is, like, kind of a secret? You can't be a secret, but you're telling this other person that your love life is a secret. No, because Opal And you were clearly out on a date with... Mm-hmm. Jamie out in the open for the world to see, inviting other motherfuckers to the table for you mm-hmm. to have your champagne. Opal but is a I don't like my loving bed to be You're like, nah, you you trash. Opal is a secret, and she wants to be monogamous. If she's monogamous with Opal, then it's okay because she does. She won't have anyone questioning her. It's okay if people question her about the men that she's dating because she's okay with that life. Yeah. But the notion of queerness is more underground and like, yeah, no, that's, no that. this is just like a fun thing that I do. Unless we're fully together, then I don't have to answer for it. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what that is. <laughs> um, Which I will say, there's room for that. Mm-hmm. Figuring that out because sometimes you don't know. And I, I know for myself and my queerness, like it's, it was like a... What am I doing thing at some mm-hmm. point? But to go back into somebody's life um, that you know has feelings for you, that right. you know all these things, it's just like, that's for me the huge part that makes it even more trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From there, she we see her at the school where she's supposed to be teaching and starting her new job or whatever. Um, and because she is NOLA and full of tact, she storms into the classroom where she's supposed to be teaching, where a teacher has already been speaking and talking to a class. Yeah. It looks like they're, what, like 10, 11? Yeah. Yeah, they look like kids about 11 years old, a full classroom. She storms in and says, hey, everybody. What? I'm here. What the fuck? <laughs> also weird. Like, have you never been anywhere ever? Anywhere. You go to the front This is desk. your first day. At this place. You, you just burst in and you interrupt the person who's already <laughs> speaking? Like, what? what? She is also still, like, a black woman. Like, we have black-ass manners. Yeah. They just showed her, We like, met your parents. We met your parents. They talked about Shamika like, Jamaica yes. like that. And yes. that's how you walk around the you world. Have no, you have, so you have no home training now? Now, all of a sudden, you have no home training. I cannot. <gasps> um... Yes, yeah, so hey, hey, everybody, and we also meet the teacher who's currently in the room, Rockaletta Moss. <laughs> Fucking love that. I love that character. I love that moment. I enjoyed it. She seemed like a stern but loving teacher. I like it because it's the only time somebody's fucking checking her yes so she reads nola for filth yep in a very loving way but reads her for filth still in the way that black women do yep. 
reads her for filth in front of the students. She actually reminded me of Jennifer Lewis's uh, professor character in a, different, a world. different world. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. That is basically what what she did. Um, those were yeah. That's Nothing in this series is original. Yeah, but but that that I was, that's an iconic character. No, but so like that's really but like, like nothing is original. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a bad thing to spoof though. I I, I support it. No, because I, I enjoy that. It. I'm just right, saying, right, right, right. Rock a letter more. Somebody put that shit on a t shirt. I would buy it. Spike Lee. I would do that. I would I would buy that. Get on it. Um, he doesn't listen to this. It's too young and hippity hat. <laughs> You're evil. <laughs> You're evil. No, I think he would put that on the shirt though. I would actually buy that. Nola also has no lesson plan at all and she um, decides to let the children draw on her yeah <laughs> uh-huh. because that makes sense right even though her. she only has her forearms exposed. exposed anyway whatever but she seems to be hitting it off with the kids so that's great we cut to her back at her mom's place because she does have a mom and probably home training even though she uses it nowhere <laughs> she's back at her mom's house and her mom is like yo you should have rang the bell um and here's a ribbon put this ribbon around your neck with the key it's a bright yellow ass ribbon with the key so you don't forget my daughter and you're a dingbat you're a fucking dingbat so here's a leash and and so she wears this bright yellow ribbon with the key on it the fucking rest of the episode because now she's responsible i'm so confused about this ribbon changes her life she's for some reason she then sees she goes home she sees miss ella outside miss ella wants her rent but she seemed kind to me and uh she makes promises to miss ella she's like oh i'm gonna get you your rent because she's like back by a few weeks or whatever mm-hmm. you have something to say about this exchange it was just, about rent. um yeah just the whole um i could be charging these white folks um three, three times, times the rent. rent it just seems really like it seems as if you rented this apartment to her in a for this like a community kind of right thing so yes your rent is late this is a business you need your money mm-hmm. but i think you should just keep it to that i don't i don't like the always throwing the i could be getting paid more money by these other people but i'm mm-hmm. still doing this for you i don't know it's just it was really really strange like shut up that's just how i felt you called it. it we were talking and you called it rent shaming yeah like rent shaming like I don't know the relationship between her and the landlord, mm-hmm. but I know like for me, when it comes like from my own personal life, when it comes to times when I couldn't pay my rent, like when I was unemployed and stuff, mm-hmm. for me, in my exchange, my landlord it was like, I've never not paid you. Right. You know, like it's, mm-hmm. it's a difference. So I don't know her relationship with her and it's, I understand it's a business and my bills pay your bills and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So I get that. But when she would throw on her face like because of two weeks these white people will pay three times more as if like this i'm like should i just go with that and like Mm -hmm. not ride with you because of two weeks Mm -hmm. late payment was just like Mm -hmm. that's kind of shady right right when as we have seen white people will move into your apartment and they and not not pay yeah like she yeah she she offers it it, she offers it as if she that stuff will not happen as if these white people won't be late because mm-hmm. they are paying more. You heard about those people in, um, in New York that did an Airbnb or they sublet, and then when the lady came back, they would not leave. Um, and they are living in the apartment really? with her now. They will not fucking leave. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, but she she did the Airbnb for them for a month or something. Because the squatter laws in New York is if you stay in a place thirty days. Mm-hmm. Then squatter laws kick in and you have to be evicted through the court system. It might have been. Yeah, it might have been. They're like in there, like all living together. The lady moved her boyfriend in. They like live there. They have pets. They live there with like a bunch. They're hoarders. It's a fucking nuts. 
That's crazy. Crazy. But yeah, for me, it's presented in a way as if this other option would be more security than you. Mm -hmm. Um, Which doesn't mean that. Because they're white people, now right. you'll have like more security because you could charge them more. Well, maybe not security. Because they could still be late. Money. Yeah, but they could still be late on the. Now you're in a hole even more because you're expecting three times whatever she wanted to pay mm-hmm. and they haven't paid it in right. three or four months now. You know, like it was just mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seemed weird for her to throw that in her face anytime right. they had this rent conversation. They mm-hmm. probably have this conversation every month. So do the things you got to do for her to not be there then. Right. Like, why right, throw right, that in right. her face every yeah. month? Yeah. Need to have a close, some sort of close relationship. Yeah, yeah they so, do. Yeah, I don't know. That's um, just annoying. I would be annoyed if I was. I feel that. I Get feel the that. white bitches then. <laughs> That's how you feel. Okay. So <laughs> Nola goes to her apartment and she we see her painting. Uh, she sketches and then she paints a little girl. There's a prayer, like a spoken word kind of prayer, that happening underneath to the orishas. It was annoying. Okay. She checks. It was annoying to me, okay. sorry. Yeah. Because uh, maybe we maybe they didn't depict her going through this journey and being connected to those types of things. Mm-hmm. But there was the other episode, she all of that stuff was like dip, what, what is her. this? This is foreign. I don't do this. What yeah, is blah 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 blah. Then all of a sudden she's like talking to Ushun mm-hmm. and all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden. Yeah. She gets the good news. We see her all happy and excited. She gets to Opal's house mad late that night. Says she lost track of time. And this is again after we remember in the morning she'd been promised the daughter Skylar that she was going to come home before she got, before was the kid's bedtime and they were going to do shit together and yada, yada, yada. So she misses that shit altogether. Then she tells Opal. And Skylar made her some vegan cookies. Hello baked yes okay we don't know if they were raw we don't know what she had to do to make those cookies exactly. happen. made her some vegan cookies um because she's excited about her being in her life yep nola tells opal then that she wants to commit to her <laughs> because that's the time for that i didn't show up for your child <laughs> oh, i'm so sorry time got away from me i know it's late the kid is in bed she's disappointed she made cookies let's be a family Nola's a man I've dated. <laughs> We've all dated Nola. What's wrong? What's the, what's the matter? You mad? What? I want to be with you. Yeah, bitch is still wearing that fucking bright yellow ribbon around her neck <laughs> with the key it, on it. It represents responsibility. What? <laughs> her mom put the key on a ribbon, a bright yellow ribbon, and she's wearing it around her neck like a fucking necklace. <laughs> it's a symbol see that that she's 27 that's a visual symbol she's 27 of her new Yo, attachment put it on your wrist bitch okay i totally get being like forgetful and all over the place and like she lost her keys because she was drunk she didn't oh even God. lose them because she was forgetful put them or whatever on your wrist. she was out partying and Tie it was drunk so she was gonna wear that ribbon around your at wrist. a party with her outfit it's oh. not even accessorized right I'm like so what confused. the fuck and the ribbon it. is short. How does she get it to go to the key? Does she take it off every time? I have a lot of big hair, so I can't be doing that on right, off again, off right, again stuff. Right, right, How right. does this work? I'm so confused. The whole thing is confusing. Opal is pissed and breaks Ash. up with her. Yep. She's pissed, pissed as fuck. And she mentions being Nola's age and knowing that she wanted a child. She's like, I was your age. I knew I wanted a kid. Da-da-da-da-da. You're free and, you know... I want you to be who you are, but you don't seem to be sure about anything. Yeah. Which is true. I just, again, I just wish that we had more context for why, why um, Nola is a fucking dingbat. 
You know what I'm saying? That's the thing. That's what I don't like is you could be unsure of things and not be a dingbat. And they seem to think that those things are um, the same thing. Because I've been offshore. I've been unsure of things all the time. Right. I'm not a fucking airhead floating around being a fucking dingbat, yeah. though. Like, those things don't aren't right, the same right. thing. You can be thoughtfully I, uncertain. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. she's... But... And it seems as if they're writing this as if that's one thing. Mm -hmm. And that's not the same thing. You can be uncertain and not sure of exactly what you want, but still be thoughtful, like you said. Yeah. But she's not. She's a dingbat who's mm -hmm. uncertain. But it doesn't seem like they're making this differentiation between being uncertain and her dingbatness. Right. It's, just, it's, it's parallel to each other or something. Mm -hmm. And it's fucking annoying. As a person who's been uncertain and... um juggling people mm -hmm. and all of these things and not knowing what I wanted as far as relationships was concerned. Right. But I was certain in that I didn't know what I wanted. You know yeah. what I'm saying? There's mm -hmm. a certainty in that too. Whereas her, she's just floating around as like a fucking dingbat. Mm -hmm. She's annoying. So it ends with Opal breaking up with her. Nola leaves. Oh, she tries to give her back the Birkenstocks and Opal is like, nah, you can keep them and here's your fucking painting that you love here and your heels. And it's good like, day. Yeah. Have a good night. Nola leaves. Opal closes the door and she clearly looks like sad and upset mm -hmm. by having broken up with Nola. But fuck that shit, yo. It's Opal over. broke up with Nola. Thank you. Yes, Opal yes. broke up with Nola. Yes. There's a lot of similar letters in those two words. But anyway. <laughs> there is. Yeah, right? What yeah. the fuck is up with that? <laughs> um, so that's fucking it, yo. Do we gotta have it or nah? No. Not episode three? No not episode four no all right i'm gonna say i'm gonna say i gotta have it for episode four because opal okay you know what i actually we got agree. to see opal having we got sex. opal i think we got to see the extent of how trash nola is mm -hmm. which is important right we got rockaletta moss <laughs> i enjoyed that that is true i would like to see her again i hope i get to see her again. and we got to see fly ass skyla and skyla Yes. With the hair, clothes, accessories. So I would popping. agree with you. Episode you saw her nails? She had nails yes! done. Everything. That she was, was done. Girl. She was done. So I will have episode four only because I like, no, like I use that term loosely. Okay. Um, <laughs> only because. Um, appreciate? I appreciate Damn. them highlighting how trash Nola is. Right. Um, and it's okay for her to be trash. Women mm -hmm. can be trash not in the way men can be trash mm -hmm. but women can have trash behaviors right. um so that's fine i just because she's such a dingbat mm -hmm. i don't know what this means for the future even though i do because i watched the whole thing mm -hmm. but um yeah episode three i i don't gotta have it mm -hmm. that episode is trash mm. i can live without it mm. it could be out of series and i would be fine wow i can skip that one. Oh my goodness that dress that funky ass dress that funky ass dress. I'm not gonna say it's trash, but no, I don't gotta have it. <laughs> Men are trash. But I don't, Always. I don't, They're top of the list. Yeah, I don't gotta have it. Um, I but I will. Yes, episode four. I gotta have it. I like Opal. I like Rockaletta Moss. Skylar with the ill fucking Styler situation. Skylar with the Styler. Um, <laughs> and um, and the Burks. Yeah. So we fucking did it. Thank you to everybody for listening. Um, please be sure to go back and listen to our first review episode. If you did not, once again, we will be dropping new episodes of this every fucking Wednesday. We still have episodes four through ten to go. And if you're new to um, 
Tea with Queen and Jay. Yes, Hello. That's who and, we are. Uh, we do a podcast listen, together. Yes, listen to our podcast that's released on Tuesday. Yes, we are two womanist race nerds talking politics, pop culture, and liberation over, over tea. tea. We are dismantling white supremacist, patriarchal capitalism every motherfucking week. Yep, one episode at a time. One episode every at a Tuesday. Time. Subscribe. Yo. You're yes. here. Do it. You love us now. Get into it. Yes. Subscribe. Yes. As always, you can follow us at T with QJ on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow us on Facebook. Find us on Facebook and Tumblr, T with Queen and J. You can send us T mail at T with Queen and J at gmail.com. Yep. And you can check out our website, T with Queen and J dot com when you tweet about this shit when you tweet about our we gotta have it episodes um twitter now has that fucking 280 count limit so you have space for all the fucking hashtags so be sure to use the hashtag t with qj and the hashtag she's gotta have it so that we know that you are talking about our we gotta have it episodes and if you want to be fresh and funky you could use that fucking hashtag too because what the fuck are you gonna do in 280 characters man come on seriously come on so thank you all for listening and i think we fucking did it yo bye see you next week you know class as the great barack obama once said the future rewards those who press on so if you find yourself in a situation hey everybody oh are you miss rockaletta moss rockaletta moss is present and on time but miss nola darling is 16 minutes late what i thought class started at 9 15 is that what you thought how artistic of you we start at 9 a.m. sharp, and it is now 9.16, nope, 17. <laughs> She's mad late, y'all. No, <laughs> All right. <laughs> but because studies show that any sort of arts exposure is very good at increasing attendance, morale, and test scores in all subjects, and because our motto is, with love, compassion, and discipline, we expect success. Rockaletta Moss is going to reach into her pocket of generosity and let Nola Darling teach with the knowledge that this tardy behavior will never happen again. You have your lesson plan? Begin. Rockaletta Moss, out.